Three twins I'm not as high on for 2023 on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, December 29th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. Four seasons, four off-seasons running about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. Three seasons hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins. Yesterday, we had three Twins I like for 2023. I don't want to use the verbiage three twins I dislike for 2023 because I'm always cheering for these guys. I always want them to succeed. And I'm hopeful that these three will succeed despite my picking of them for three twins. I'm not as high on three twins. I'm not as high on for 2023 factoring in expectations a little bit here, but not a ton. I, I don't think expectations are necessarily high for any of these guys. I think one of them, the expectations are higher that, you know, he'll be a contributor for sure in 2023. And I would just pump the brakes. Another part of this is this doesn't mean I think their careers are doomed. It doesn't mean I think they're not going to be good major league players or will not have long careers with the twins. I'm just less high on them for 2023. That's all it is. I have two pitchers and I have an outfielder on today's list. I looked extensively at the roster last year, what projected projects to be the roster this year It's hard. Like this might be the hardest thing I've ever done because I'm just by nature. I'm like a twins optimist, right? I'm always looking for the good things. I'm always looking for what's, how are they going to help? You know, how can they help? I think these guys can all help in 2023. I'm just less optimistic on them maybe than I am on other twins helping in 2023. Let's get into this. My number one pick was Josh Winder. And Winder is interesting because last year when he made the opening day roster, I picked him as a breakout for 2023. He was awesome in spring training. Awesome in spring training. I was watching and I thought, this dude should make the opening day roster. And I tweeted from the Lockdown Twins account on Twitter, follow at Lockdown Twins, follow me at NashWalker9. I tweeted, is Josh Winder going to make the opening day roster? And I got a bunch of replies like, no, no, it's too early. It's too early. Josh Winder was awesome in 2021. He really was in the minor leagues. Came out in spring training in 2022, translated that after a shoulder injury ended his season the uh, the summer prior, came into spring training. I remember there was a start against Boston where he looked great. The stuff, he struck out J.D. Martinez on a nasty slider. He looked like a mid-rotation starter from day one. Made the opening day roster, pitched very well right out of the gate. Tampa, just a vintage start. I, I will never, this is like a start I'll never forget. Because I was watching him and thinking to myself, is he the the next Twins frontline starter? Like they traded Jose Barrios. Look at Josh Winder. If you go all the way back to April, it was a start in St. Pete at the Trop against the Rays. He was dominant. And he was throwing 95, 96 regularly, top of the zone, swings and misses. Nasty slider, mowing down that Rays lineup. The Twins blew him out, took two out of three. And that was their first like statement series win of the year. Josh Winder, I thought he's here and he's here to stay. And it was so vindicating for me because I'd I'd called his name so many times. I said, just don't forget about this guy. He's up to 97. 
with the four seamer. He can get guys out. He's he's a vet, you know, by age. He's 26, 27 years old. He's going to help the Twins in 2023. Unfortunately, went on the shoulder, went on the injury list with a shoulder problem. Dealt with shoulder issues throughout the season. I don't know how much of the shoulder impacted his velocity, but when he came back, he was not anywhere near the guy we saw at the beginning of the year. His four-seam fastball this year walloped, walloped. Expected Woba, 494 with a 13% swing and miss rate on his four-seamer. Josh Weiner is basically a two-pitch pitcher. His changeup played okay against lefties. His slider's his best pitch, but you got to have a fastball. You can't have a fastball that gets hit like that. Even if you, your slider's your best pitch and your fastball gets hit a little bit, that's okay. But a 494 expected weighted on base average, and he only averaged 94 miles an hour with that pitch overall in the season in 2022. What happened to the velocity? It's just hard for me to see Josh Winder contributing out of the rotation in 2023. I think it's much more likely Louis Varland, Simeon Woods Richardson, and I'd even put Jordan Balazovic as more likely to contribute out of the Twins rotation. When your fastball gets hit like that, I don't see a scenario, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong, where that is considerably cut in 2023, where he is his fastball plays much better than it did. It's possible it plays much better, and it still is not great, and that's fine. Like He would contribute, and he could be a good six or seven swingman starter. It's hard for me to see this improving massively without the velo. Like, where's the velo? And why didn't this fastball play in the big? Sometimes you just find out this fastball plays way better in the minors. It got destroyed in the majors. You make adjustments, and that's part of the game. I wouldn't expect a ton from him in 2023. I think expecting him to turn it around all of a sudden from from what we just saw on that four-seamer it's harder for me to see now than it was a year ago, tenfold. A year ago, I thought he's in. You know, he's going to be a huge contributor for 2022. He wasn't really. He was at the beginning of the year. And again, I think the shoulder played into this. I, I do. I, I I think it did. I don't know how much. I think it did. I wouldn't expect a lot out of the rotation. Does he have a future as a reliever? Does he have a future in 2023 as a reliever? I think he still has a future as a starter. He could. I don't think it's in 2023 necessarily. Does he have a 2023 future as a reliever? Maybe his fastball is going to play way better out of the bullpen and his slider is an elite pitch. Think like Griffin Jacks. He still could be a valuable reliever for them in 2023. I would put Varland, Woods Richardson, Balazovic. I mean, I would go down the list of guys I expect to make more starts and more productive starts for the Twins than Josh Winder in 2023. After this word from Bet Online, two more twins. I'm not as high on this, is not very fun, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. After this word from betonline.net, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, hockey, golf, whatever you're looking for. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you've already listened to Lockdown Twins today, which you are, thank you. You've already listened to Lockdown MLB with our friend Sully. You've already listened to Lockdown Sports today, and you love sports podcasts. You can even find those at Bet Online as well. They are always the fastest 
and the easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today on your desktop, or you can use your mobile device to learn so much more. There's so much to find, so much to go do at betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. BetOnline, folks, is where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Josh Winder, someone I'm not as high on in 2023, certainly not as high as I was in 2022. Next on my list is another young breakout prospect, Matt Walner. Matt Walner, Forest Lake, Minnesota, saw him debut in 2022, and we saw some really fun things. He hit the ball extremely hard. He made some hustle plays down the line at first. He showed off some speed. We saw good things, and I covered that down the stretch of, hey, maybe he's the opening day right fielder. I think that is a sense. Like When when I look at Twitter, I see comments. People are like, just replace Kepler with Walner in right field. Just replace him. Give Walner the keys on opening day. I would pump the, the brakes majorly on that, and here's why. Matt Walner, in 138 and two-thirds innings, this is a tiny sample, 138 innings in right field, negative three defensive runs saved, negative three. And in that small of a sample, that's a counting stat. That is a counting stat. Matt Walner, negative three defensive runs saved in limited time in right field, and that was apparent to the naked eye, his defense out there at times. His expected weighted on-base average against fastballs at the plate 229 with a 43% swing and miss rate, 43% whiff rate. His ground ball rate was 53%. That's much too high for a power hitter like him. And his strikeout rate, 38.5%. That's like Joey Gallo range, 38.5% for Matt Walner. We saw good things. Like I said, there were things that were exciting. I, I, I think that he does have a future for the Twins. These are extremes. Some of the, and this is a small sample. These are extremes. He didn't hit fastballs. He didn't hit anything, really. He he didn't. He wasn't strong in right field out of the gate in the majors. And his ground ball rate was high. He struck out too much. Matt Walner could factor in in 2023 to project him as an opening day right fielder for the Twins and think that there's not, oh, there's going to be a drop off defensively, but a, a gain offensively with his power. Maybe you'll get more like home run power. You'll get like longer home runs. But today, today, I think that's a huge stretch right now to say Matt Walner would be a clean, easy replacement for Max Kepler in right field. I get it with Kepler, and I've talked extensively about Kepler and why I think the Twins should move on, why I think they will move on. Walner straight up for Kepler in right field. I don't think he's ready for that. I don't think he's ready. And I think that his his cup of coffee in the majors showed that. With Weiner and Walner, it's similar. They debuted. We saw some things we really liked, but there was these extremes. Like it's extreme numbers that you can't ignore. Weiner, his fastball getting just crushed. Walner not hitting fastballs with a forty-three percent swing and miss rate on fastballs. Not really playing defense all that well in right field. These are things you can't ignore, even with a cup of coffee from a young player. I'm going to cheer so hard for Josh Weiner and Matt Walner next year. Of course, like I want them to succeed, and I, I I still really like them. I think projecting Walner to be an everyday outfielder for them in 2023, I don't think so. 
projecting Josh Winder to be like a solid swingman, sixth starter, seventh starter. I don't think so. I don't think on a playoff caliber team, you know, a team that has playoff aspirations, I don't think either of those things are true. I think Walner is triple A depth. And I think Josh Winder is either a reliever in 2023 or he is eighth, ninth, 10th on your starting pitching depth chart until that velocity comes back. And he shows more at the major league level that he can use his fastball, that he can pitch effectively with his four seam fastball. Maybe he's going to be stuck at 94 miles an hour. I hope not. I hope not. But if that's the case, like things are going to have to change before you are really relying on these guys to contribute in 2023. My last one after this word from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. The results are often tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. That's from NHTSA. My third twin, I'm not as high on for 2023. I don't sense that Twins fans are high on this pitcher, but he's in the bullpen, and I didn't expect him to still be in the bullpen at this point of the offseason. It's Trevor McGill. And there's this feeling. I was going to tweet the other day the average uh, fastball percentile velocity for Twins relievers. Trevor McGill's in the 98th percentile for fastball velocity. His average fastball velocity is 98 miles an hour. Johan Duran, obviously very high. Jorge Lopez, obviously very high. Jorge Alcala in 2021, very high. So when you look at that, you're like, Trevor McGill has the second hardest fastball in the Twins' bullpen. It's this, he has velo, there must be upside. He must be a you know a piece that, that the Twins can mold and turn into a dominant reliever. With Trevor McGill, like we have, we have years of sample now that his fastball, while he throws it very hard, for some reason, it ain't that fastball. 362 expected Woba on the fastball in 2022 with a 22% whiff rate. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like compare that to Josh Winder, 494 expected Woba. That's 132 points less. It's not, it's not atrociously bad the way that it's getting hit. But because he doesn't have like a good secondary, that makes him what? I, I he has two like average pitches. His curveball. And his four-seam fastball. Yes, they're high spin. He throws his fastball hard. But neither pitch is all that impressive. Both of them. Like, they're high spin. You look at him on the surface. He's six foot eight or whatever with super high spin, high velocity, nasty stuff. But it doesn't translate to results. It just doesn't. I, I don't know what it is necessarily. It doesn't translate. He's 29 years old. You know, he's been DFA'd. He got DFA'd by the Cubs. The Twins picked him up off waivers. I honestly didn't see that much from Trevor McGill at all. That made me think this guy's a couple steps away. Now, I will say his slider usage, he could bump that. There's some good characteristics on his slider, but it's about the same in terms of expected Wobble with his curveball. And his curveball, average exit below on his curveball, 
95 miles an hour with a 28% whiff rate. It's just average. Like it's fringe. It's fringe average, even though he throws it hard. If you didn't show me the velocities and the spin rates, I and you just show me the expected numbers, I'd be like, that looks like Dylan Bundy's repertoire. Like Dylan Bundy's 88 mile an hour fastball. It's not horrible. It gets hit pretty hard, but it's not like atrocious. Dylan Bundy's slider, good metrics, but it's not a you know, it's not an above average pitch necessarily. That's how I, I'm looking at Trevor McGill, and I would never guess that that fastball averages 98 miles an hour or that he averages 2,800 RPMs on his curveball or damn near 2,800 RPMs on the curveball. I just wouldn't guess it. I, I wouldn't guess it based on the results of those of that batted ball data. Trevor McGill, the current pitcher, is a fringe major league reliever. He's a fringe major league reliever, Trevor McGill. like he's I, Going into opening day, if he's just who he is right now, I don't know when I would trust him. Like three or four run lead, you trust him. He had a 480 ERA last year. The FIP was was solid, 329. Strikeout rate just is not really there. Like 25% strikeout rate, 9% walk rate. It's all so fringe average for a guy who is so big and throws so hard with overpowering stuff. It's anything but that. He even threw five sinkers last year at an average of 99 miles an hour. Like that's... Top shelf stuff, even in today's game, that is top, top, top shelf stuff. It just hasn't translated. And I honestly didn't expect him to still be on the 40-man roster on December 29th. I thought because the Twins were going to be making additions, because they would need room, that he would no longer be on the team, that he's number 37 or 38 on the 40-man roster. But here he is. He's still here. And maybe the Twins have just fallen in love with that velocity. And I get it. Last year when they picked him up and claimed him, I was like, ooh. This is super exciting. It's a lot more exciting than somebody who throws 91-92 with similar results. You think, oh, there's more here with Trevor McGill. There could still be more with Trevor McGill, but he showed in 2022, even with top-shelf stuff, his fastball expected Woba 362. And that was actually better than or higher than his actual Woba, which is 333. So he got lucky with the fastball. I'm not high on Trevor McGill for 2023 at all. I think, honestly, the Twins should be looking to get some of their prospects' time in the bullpen if it's going to be a fifth, sixth, seventh inning role. I would prefer a prospect to be in that spot. Uh, Trevor McGill could push up his slider usage. That could be the difference for him in 2023. I'm just not as high on him as like a key unlock, high leverage reliever you're going you're gonna to find in 2023. Could be a solid middle reliever, still possible. I'm just not sold. So those are my three. My three twins I really like for 2023. Griffin Jacks, Jorge Polanco, Tyler Malley. Three twins I'm not as high on for 2023. Josh Winder, Matt Walner, Trevor McGill. If you have a feeling on any others, there's some low-hanging fruit here. I, not, I'm not necessarily going to choose somebody coming off a, a career-low year like Max Kepler. And I think, honestly, Kepler will benefit from the shift ban. I don't think he's going to be any worse in 2023 it's usually guys who you feel like there's this expectation for them and i think that's especially true for matt walner that's maybe not fair right now maybe for josh winder the expectations were too high a year ago and i'm acknowledging them today for trevor mcgill there seems to be an expectation that he's gonna find something that he's gonna become a solid back-end reliever and i i'm not sold on any of those three things for any of those three guys it could happen and I hope it does. I hope it does for all three of them. I hope Josh Weiner wins the Cy Young. I hope Matt Walner hits 45 home runs. And I hope Trevor McGill becomes K-Rod in the back of the Twins bullpen. 
it's not a it's not a level of extremes though either. It's not. I think Josh Weiner is going to be terrible. It's not. I think Matt Walner is going to be terrible. I think Trevor McGill is going to be terrible. They can be a little bit better and still be contributors for the 2023 team, right? They can still be a, a, a positive player without being awesome or being terrible. There's there's a lot of middle ground. There's a lot more middle ground than there is room on either end for mostly any player, but for these these three, especially the top two who are younger players in Winder and Walner, there's a broad range of outcomes. And it's not just, I don't like him. He's going to be terrible. And it's not just, I think Matt Walner is going to break out and hit 40 home runs. There's a middle ground. We'll see where it is. I think we'll see where it is in 2023. Let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, twins, you're not as high on for 2023. I know, like Max Kepler. Yes, I get it. Like Gilberto Celestino, I get it. But the it has to be it has to be guys, I think, who showed more promise in 2022 or have high expectations going into 2023. Selly defensively, I think, is a, a solid backup center fielder defensively and I see that as valuable on the 2023 roster even though he hasn't hit a lick you know for Kepler like I said with the shift ban I think there's going to be more hits that fall in I don't think he's going to be worse than he was in 2022 I also think he's going to be traded so it, it becomes a moot point anybody could be traded at this point and it all becomes a moot point those are my three picks let me know what you think in the comments thank you so much for making lockdown twins your first listen every day make sure to check out lockdown sports today the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Day available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And as always, go Twins.